Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. So we were going to go on a mission specifically to link up with some resistance fighters and potentially learn their secrets. Yes. Y'all ready for this? We, uh, I think, started in a controlled position. And uh, that means that we are, we are looking out on the, the village that you're looking at um, that you know has the, the resistance fighters. And just to the west of this village is a bunch of undead. Uh, these are all going to be breakers troops. Uh, I described Breaker uh, last session. Um, that was the uh, the Weather Witch, as it were. So uh, let's talk a little bit about her troops. They are made by taking the fresh killed or potentially still living people and impaling them on specially prepared trees with sharpened branches. Uh, then perpetually summon storms, blast them with lightning, and then that animates them. Uh, burned often have sparks and minor shocks uh, whenever they're struck. Uh, unlike other undead, they are still warm inside, which is pleasant. <laughs> if you uh, do come across some of those trees, you probably want to destroy them. They're not good to have around. Also, very common for uh, Breaker's troops, they often have somewhere nearby a Shadow Witch. She uh, would be infused with a piece of Breaker being stitched into uh, its body. These people often beg forgiveness in combat. Uh, but they're controlled by a dark force within. They're no longer human. Um, they use hexes to twist the world around them to their whim, binding limbs and corrupting animals, befouling supplies, weakening troops before the burn show up. So on that pleasant news, the wind picks up and there is a bit of a, a, a sort of an overcast, cloudy uh, day. And you can see in the trees, you know, like you, I have, you, you imagine your scout has climbed to the top of a tree and you're looking out across. Uh, you see a, a pack of burned moving through the brush uh, towards the town that you're going to meet up with these people. What do you do? I head back down and report that to the group. It seems that there is incoming. If we are to get in and find them and hopefully get out with some of them, it seems that time is of the essence. Oh, uh, Marshall, who's in charge? That would be our scout, I think, since this is specifically a... Um a recon mission that he deemed the scout as the, as the leader here and the, the person with the forte. I was hoping you were going to say the rookie. <laughs> <laughs> the rookie Me. is fantastic. They got to cut their teeth somewhere. Hey scout, how do you feel about being put in charge? I think because Leah Vell is here, she's all right with it because they communicate pretty well already. And with Vani, 
she feels like he will listen to her after the uh, the explosion rescue. And so it's just a matter of dealing with the other troops in the rookie. Yeah, it sounds like maybe you haven't worked with the ghost owls before. Yeah, like she would feel better if it was just the two of them, maybe the three, but you know. <laughs> Can't we just leave these rookies behind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, cool. So what are your orders, Corporal? Well, it seems that um, it's a matter of getting across the clearing from here to there. And once we are inside, starting a sweep. I don't think we want to delay here too much longer. We need to head towards the light we saw from that mirror. Are you going to bolt across the field? Or are you going to try and like sneak your way in? I think that it is by the person that maybe we split them up into a couple of two or three groups that those of us that can stealth try it and that the others move quickly if that is what they are adept at. But I know all of these kids aren't going to be able to sneak. Awesome. So I think there's going to there's a legitimate question here because what you're saying is I want to I want to group them up into sensible groups and I want to like send them out to go sneak separately, right? So that they're smaller groups and it makes it yeah. a little easier for them not to get caught. And if one of them gets caught, maybe they die and the rest of the group is fine. What you're talking about is like sizing up the group and putting them into proper groups so that they can make it across more effectively, uh-huh. which sounds like maybe you're marshalling them. Ooh, Okay. Is this a conversation that I could be having with Leoval? Yes, Leoval can marshal him. That's absolutely, you could just be like, second in command, make this happen. <laughs> no, Leoval can't. <laughs> oh, not Leoval, I'm sorry, Vani. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think that <clears throat> when I see... <laughs> no, Vani can't. <laughs> oh, you didn't have the marshal? I thought you were the one who was... Uh... I had discipline. Oh, well, never mind. Oh, boy, I guess this is just me eyeballing the soldiers and figuring out what to do with them. The, the rookie can do it if the rookie has Marshall. No, he cannot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you're talking about is like, it would be sure good if someone who knew how to organize troops was in charge of this <laughs> operation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he got sent on the assault, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that instead of trying to figure out how to break them up by like, okay, you're going to move fast, you're going to move slow. Mm-hmm. It is once she realizes that there's no one here that really has a clear sense of all the troops that she moves over to Leoval. All right, you're going to take half, I'm going to take half, and we're going to make sure that they make it across quietly because that's the thing we do. So I don't see any other way to get us all across this clearing. All right, you're in charge. I defer to your orders. Excellent. Uh, So... I still feel like we can mechanically resolve this as a group um, scout. If you're okay. if you're trying to like move across this field, there's two different ways to do this. Like you could say we're just going to bolt as fast as we can across this field, and then I would say that sounds like a maneuver, right? But mm-hmm. I think you're trying not to be observed, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in which case, that's going to be a scout, and the okay. consequences are going to be different. All right. I think you're likely to get at least to town with a scout. If you were going to maneuver, you might even be able to get to the building. So that's like lesser. It's like what I'm saying is like it's lesser effect uh, okay. for using scout because you're trying not to be seen. And so you have to like kind of go a little slower. It's not, yeah. it's not okay, a huge like difference, but it's that's that's the, the distinction. You tell me the action. I set the position in effect. Yeah, I like that, that she is essentially watching um, with her fine lenses that she has um, to see if there's anyone looking out this direction. And she is using Scout to tell people when to go, that it's that scene in the movie where everybody's lined up. Okay, you go, go, go. No, wait, wait, wait. Okay, now you go. Do you leave the horses in the tree line? I think we have to. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. There's going to be no stealthing with a horse. Uh, give me a roll. Uh, sounds like a group 
scout action. Um, it is going to be controlled position. I got a six. Oh, well, you do it. That's good. Any four I also received a six. Oh, excellent. I got a three. Four. Okay, so you only take one stress for this. All right. Uh, so your your clever plan actually works. Uh, Leovel is, is on the mission, right? The sniper? Yeah. Yes. I think you're just, you're not used to having to work with other people. Like, you're very much the sniper in the sky, right? And so your corporal has, like, assigned a bunch of rookies to you and said, make sure they get across. And it's stressful. It's It's a lot of work to, like, keep them from popping up when they really need to keep down. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's... Uh, that's the thing. So you get across. You're at the. You're at the town. You're seeing the burned come up to the town as well. They haven't seen you. What do you guys do once you get to town? It's a ruined town, right? So it's um, imagine like a, a vaguely Germanic town that's like got some houses that have been toppled over, some that have been set on fire. It looks like the undead have been here before. Okay, you can think of like half walls with like stone that have been toppled down. Uh, you think that the resistance fighters are in a specific building that's mostly still structurally, you, well, if if not structurally sound, at least upright right now. And you have to like make your way down the main street and then uh, take a turn and then get into the place. I think that once everybody is stopped in position and we're getting ready to make the choice of how to go down this street, I indicate to Leoval to go up, get on top of something so he can watch down the stretch that we're going and... I think I have Vani in the middle of the soldiers moving them along, and I'm going to range ahead. Awesome. So you go forward, the, the sniper goes up, the soldiers are in the middle. This is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's let's take it to the sniper. Hey, sniper. Hello. I love the I love the image of you like climbing a drain pipe, like like hiking your way up. Yeah, just like the rope in gym class. Right. That's just what I'm saying to myself. <laughs> just like the rope in gym class. Just like the rope in gym class. Awesome. Give me uh, like a scout gather information roll. Three. Okay. What you hear, so you get up to the top, you can see the burned. And what you see is it looks like one of the burned shimmer in place. And you hear over, like on the lilt of the wind is like a cackling, like a, like a soft cackling. And you know, somewhere around here is a shadow witch. That's what you, you've detected while you're up there. So like you've set up your rifle and you're like, Mm, that's not good. I don't actually have my rifle. Oh. I did the two guns. Oh, you have like you have a pistol, so maybe you have your pistol out. Yeah, I just I think I'm just kind of laying on my belly with a pistol in each hand and like looking to the best of my ability. Awesome. Which is probably why I did so bad. Right. <laughs> you need your sniper scope. <laughs> yep. I think like going down the street, she turns around and looks up, expecting to see you looking down the barrel of your rifle, like zooming through with the scope, and she just sees you like looking down the, <laughs> the yeah. scope of a pistol. I thought I thought you might think. I had the rifle, yeah. but I was like, oh, I'm the sniper. Here I go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, must be real good with those pistols, though. We're going to find out. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So you're up there. You've got a, a vantage point, um, and then you're ranging forward. You're going to be in a control position still, but I think you're going to need to make uh, some sort of action. I think it is scouting again that I am trying to get ahead, find the safe places for people to move up into alleys and, you know, broken down buildings that it is more of this. Okay, wait. Okay, now go. Okay, wait, go. Cool. Four. Excellent. So I think that the the circumstance, the, the consequence is very simple here. You range forward, no problem. You find a place that you like, cool, I need to get the troops from here to there. And that's when like you hear that cackling again. And there is another shimmer. 
and you see the shadow witch in like the next alley down and then you hear another and then she's like <laughs> and then disappears again like she's wasn't there ever you're not sure uh, i think in that moment i drop into like a pile of of garbage of trash that she's got that cloak that's got things in it and she goes into hide mode not thinking about the fact that the troops are watching and like waiting for a signal and then she just vanishes fantastic let's cut back to the medic and the rookies uh so your commanding staff one has scaled a building and one has disappeared into a pile of trash who's in charge apparently i'm in charge because i'm the specialist (laughs) at the moment uh so uh taking his orders i'm gonna wait for his uh signal to to come up all of the rookies have heard the sound of this laughter and they're they're getting a little restless uh, how how are you feeling? Uh, what's the rookie's name, by the way? Uh, Blue Dancing Pyre. Blue Dancing Pyre. Oh, good old Pyre. Uh, <laughs> there's a story there. Uh, so Blue Dancing Pyre, how do you feel about this situation? Um, I think he is a young buck that is ready to prove himself. So while this is terrifying, like his blood's up. He's ready to act as opposed to flee. Uh, so medic. What's the plan? Uh, I think the plan is to to bolster my men with uh, some discipline, but not the bad kind of discipline, the good kind of discipline. Yeah, you could just be like firm about we hold here, don't break, don't do anything. Right, not until we get the signal from gray shifting. Yeah, there we go. Uh, uh, should it, I roll that then? Yeah, it feels controlled to me. Like, I don't think you're in any real desperate situation. Oh, very good. All right. I got a six. Yeah. I think they listen to you like you're you're essentially becoming the the sort of moral compass. So like if you're not panicked, you're like the canary. If, if you're not panicked, they're not panicked. <laughs> nice. I feel like the den mother sometimes. <laughs> uh, so between the sniper and the scout, how are you guys uh, proceeding? I think that after enough moments of silence, no, no returned cackle that she pops back up and waves the group on. Awesome. If you're not looking for a particular, like if you're not doing, you're just, you just hid, right? Yeah. Uh, and you're going to wave them across. I think you're in a risky position. Uh, either scout or maneuver. It sounds like uh, the group, it doesn't have to be a group action. You can be something you do, but. Um, yeah, I think a group maneuver that when I pop up, I wave them on and I start to truck and I continue the wave over my shoulder as I go for a, hey, follow me. We're not stopping. Got it. Okay. Give me a roll. Five. Five. Six. Six. Oh, there we go. Damn. Whew. Yeah, that was uh, it was a little dicey for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently, they just don't notice you. Uh, but you get to the building with resistance fighters who, like, see you coming. They, like, wave you in quietly. Uh, Aldermani face shows up at the door and is like, get in here. The rest of you rush in quietly. And the resistance fighter says, I'm so glad you're here. We have been pinned down for a day. Yes, and we saw more approaching as we came into the city. We need to get everything we can and move. And then you look at the rest of the room, and there's like three resistance fighters who are bandaged and like not doing well. And like one guy who's like talking to you and another guy who looks like he's seen some stuff. <laughs> yeah. At this point, uh, could I check their situation and see whether or not I could help them? Yes, absolutely. Are you uh, attempting to apply some sort of like medical aid to them? 
I do have my fine medic kit. If one of them seems to be in a position where he can't move easily or something, I'd probably want to do that. Just so that way, if we have to move, then he'll at least be able to do that. This is uh, the purview of the doctor action, but doctor is not generally rolled as an action. It's rolled as a fortune roll um, because things aren't ever really in your control when you're applying doctor in this way. Um, so what we're going to do, what's your rating? Two. Okay, so you have two dice. I'm going to say that your fine medical kit is worth one die in this circumstance. So you have three dice. Is there anything else you can say? Like, are you going to spend some time here? Or is this a quick moment? That's up to the to the leader. What do you think? As much time as you need to make it so that everyone can move. Okay. Then I'm going to spend some time. Yeah. Okay. Then it's going to take like probably like 20, 30 minutes to like really doctor these people properly. And I think, you know, when you tell me that looking to this anxious kind of jumpy rookie well if things start to get too close we got to go make some noise i can help with that do you want to go buy him time yeah i think so excellent Hell yeah uh so i think you're going to get four dice by the end of this but we're not going to roll those four dice right now we're going to have mm, adventures <laughs> <laughs> tell me how do you distract a shadow witch and her army of burned is there, are the things in this town close enough together that I could move rooftop to rooftop? I think it's cool enough that you even suggested that. So, yes. <laughs> uh, I love the idea. Maybe, are you in a duster? Because <laughs> that sounds yeah, really. Yeah, I, I am in like a, a midnight blue duster, essentially, with a, with a dark hat, a dark cowboy hat. I love it. So, yeah, you, you like vault across from one building to the next. And we see like an upshot where it's just your, just your duster, like the trail of. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so I think I want to get up on the roof again and start moving rooftop to rooftop to kind of pull them off to the side. Like, like you know, if I can get if I can move above them, they're probably not looking up is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, so I'll tell them I'm going to get on the roof and I'm going to get behind their lines. And then once I'm back there, I'll start lighting them up, get them turned around, get them off their mark. And then you guys follow in. Yes. And once they've turned your direction, if they seem to be focused. If you can hide, then we'll make some noise. We'll just keep making them think it is the same issue and drawing them blocks away every time. All right. So uh, this game, incidentally, what, you, what you're just doing right now is demonstrating a part of the game called a flashback. Uh, so we're flashing back to a moment when the two of you were talking about this plan uh, that happened before what we're right now. That is a game mechanic. So there's like a formal way of doing that. We could just say like, oh, we talked about this or, oh, of course I would have brought X or whatever. If it's improbable or if it's uh, something that I feel like needs a cost, then I might assign a stress cost. So you could say like, oh, what if I brought this thing that I probably wouldn't have brought, but it would have been really handy to have right now? Then you're like, well, that might be one stress. It might be two stress, something like that. So that's a, a mechanic. But this the conversation is not a stress cost. <laughs> How about the thing that we might have brought um, knowing that we needed to essentially breach our way into this town and maybe get a way out for people are much smaller versions of what we did on the bridge, stuff that could blow down a wall. Oh, like small, so that, small charges? Yeah, that maybe just a, we have like two apiece. And now instead of breaching a wall, we're going to use them to make loud noises around the town to draw attention. 
Okay. I think that you don't even need like a real charge to do that. So it's not like a, like you could have like a small can filled with gunpowder and a small fuse. Like it's not alchemical really at all, uh, except in the sense there's gunpowder involved, but you know what I mean? Like it's pretty basic chemistry. So if you want to say like, I filled a can with some gunpowder and I've got a fuse and I want to light it and throw it like, okay, cool. How plausible is it that you would have done that? Um, as a scout, maybe that's something you might have because that's a distraction tool. That seems plausible. So I'd say that I'm going to say that's zero stress. Okay. Um, if you want to say I, I have a whole bunch of them, like I got a whole backpack full of them, then I might be like, that's like a stress. Yeah, I think at max, she probably carries two just because anything more seems to her like it could actually be dangerous if they exploded on her person. If you want more, though, <laughs> I'll enough. take stress because my name is pyre <laughs> that's true i guess we don't know the cultural reason as to why he has that name <laughs> um but i would know that right right uh, since we are part of the same sure. culture tell me what is um, the great deed associated with the name pyre i think that again this being a kind of a younger recruit he made his name and made his way to where he is you know this is he's pretty proud of being part of the ghost owls because they're kind of the sneakier more agile of the squads. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was able to achieve this by doing lots of things, not necessarily quietly or sneakily, but with panache and maneuverability. So he's very fast. He's very good at making a distraction. He may not even be in the fights very much, but he's making it so that people aren't looking where they need to be when the attack comes. Awesome. So his pyre is basically like you presented yourself with like, like to great stir at a noble court. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Yeah. And dancing because he is very agile. He's quick. He is... Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds, that sounds cool. So yeah, I mean, if you've got, if you want to say, I also have a bunch of them, I would definitely say that's like uh, a stress, but you could have like a whole backpack full of them. I'll take it. Yeah. I think that that is a conversation, you know, seeing the roster of names and possibly knowing what that last name is, that this is a conversation we had and the stresses from having to carry all of them, knowing they could be kind of volatile right i love the idea that like we flash back to a moment in camp where um uh, gray shifting and uh blue dancing are talking to each other maybe like just in like their native tongue of, of panya um and you maybe show the the small can of explosives saying yeah sometimes in the field i use these as distractions and the rookie is like, cool i'm gonna make some and then like makes a whole backpack <laughs> full of them yeah <laughs> yeah so as part of this flashback, then, could they have handed me? Oh, of course, yeah. Would you have insisted on handing me some of them? Yeah. Sure. Because I imagine that the thought is that you being up high. So I've, I've, just, I've got like a, two of them also, probably. Excellent. From from Blue Dancing's enormous satchel of explosives. <laughs> awesome. I love this. All right, cool. So what's the plan? Uh, so I'm going to roof run somewhere behind the majority of their line. Like, are they advancing... As like a shambling horde, or are they in more or less a straight line? Are they following like one road in? Well, here's the thing. Remember that scout roll that you made at the beginning? And I said you got yeah, was... poor information. You, yeah. The poor information that you learned is actually very important. And the answer is that you can't trust your eyes about where they are. Uh... Like you look up, you like look up, you see, okay, there's cool. I'm going to jump across that building. You look down to check your stuff. You look up, that street doesn't have any burned the next street does. That's oh. not good. Well, knowing that, I don't think it matters where I end up as long as it's not near 
the building that the resistance fighters are in. So I think I just go a few blocks in the direction, even though I don't trust my eyes, the direction they told me to go, I'm going to go a few blocks over and then I'm going to light one of these things and I'm just going to huck it towards the, the outside of the city, like whatever direction is away. Awesome. So are you trying to uh, hide the fact that it's you? Uh, that you're that the the explosion is it like are you setting it off near you and then like you're the target your bait or are you setting it off like you're throwing it and hoping that they don't notice you i think i'm hoping they don't notice me yeah because if i didn't care if they noticed me i'd just fire a shot right so i think that what you're describing is like a deception right yes and i believe that sway is used when you deceive people i have none of those what do i do well you have zero dice so you're going to want to find a way to get more dice. Uh, it's totally plausible to say that uh, uh, Blue Dancing can spend a stress here to assist by giving you the explosives. So that would give you one die. You could either push yourself or take a devil's bargain. What sort of devil's bargain do you have for me? I like the idea that like you have to go to the last building on the street. And so there's, just, there's nowhere except the one building that you jumped from to go back to. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, so that'll give you two dice on your sway roll. Uh, and I think that's the most bonus dice you can have. Okay. Four. You were in a relatively controlled position. And I think that the consequence is very simple. You absolutely draw a bunch of burned to your location. That is it. You, you There's a bunch of burned by your building. <laughs> Congratulations. All right. <laughs> you have succeeded. <laughs> Cut back to the medic. Can you give me that fortune roll? I want to see how it's going. Uh, five. So the good news is you can get them mobile. The bad news is one of them, you don't think that he's going to make it. I'm going to go to Gray Shifting and whisper in her ear, I don't think this one's going to make it. I've done all I can. I've doctored up at least two of them, but this third one is, he's bad. The problem is the wound septic. The wound is not clean and I don't have the proper supplies to, to clean that out. Um, where is it? Uh, I feel like it's in his leg. That that feels like a good place to have an infection. He he could I, you uh, could maybe take the leg off. I was gonna say I think she looks at him and goes over and smells the wound and looks back at Vani and takes one of her belts off and starts to cinch it around the leg and hands oh the goodness. doctor her hand axe. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know if you've ever been through a field surgery. I I haven't, but I had to research them very heavily because I had to reenact one on stage. Yeah, they're not quiet is the problem no they are not yeah so how are you gonna um, keep them like the, what you're talking about is possible you can do an amputation here it is yeah. possible it is uh a very loud and b yeah. it's gonna take a moment so like and and if you don't do it this person is probably walking dead and is dead weight so the only other thing you could do, if you don't want to do this, is you're going to have to convince the Aldermani resistance fighter to leave his friend behind. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that with seeing like the worried face on the resistance fighter about his friend, I tell him to come over and keep your hand over his mouth and hold him down while the doctor does this. Doctor, you're going to give me the count of 90 and you're going to swing that axe and I'm going to set off an explosion at the same time somewhere else. So hopefully... It's not heard. Fantastic. Um, I have a question. Yep. Just mechanically. Uh, what are tonics? So tonics are drugs. Um, essentially, we sort of hand wave over all of the different chemicals that you might be bringing with you. Okay. Uh, these are lesser. They're not alchemicals, but they are various medicines 
uh, sedatives, um, potentially strong sedatives. You could maybe try and knock this guy out, although that might not be safe. I want to say that one of these tonics is a sedative, but not like a super strong sedative, just enough to kill the pain that we're going to be inflicting on this guy. Okay. That seems very reasonable. So you're going to, you're going to give him some painkillers, maybe a topical, and then you're going to um, sedate him a little bit. And then, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Very cool. I mean, very compelling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm trying to figure out what you're going to roll here to do field surgery. It does feel like maybe a doctor role. Yeah. So it's going to be a doctor role. But I think the question is, are you going to be able to set off that distraction? Right? Yeah. So let's... Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, go ahead and like, let's talk about that. So you, are you going to leave? Yeah. Um, that, you know, after the drink is given, mm-hmm. uh, I hand Vani the ax and look him in the eye. One, two, three, three four. four. And I start to move oh, wow. and then making that count internal so that we are on the same clock. Excellent. Um, can I, whatever this role is going to be for gray shifting, can I kind of preemptively uh, help out with that by following, because I was going to originally come with her anyway. Absolutely. I want to follow and keep the count so that she can focus on where we're going, getting stuff lit and setting yeah, that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, like we transfer the count, like you say it a couple times out yes. loud, so I know you've got it, and then I stop and start paying attention to my scouting instead. Exactly. Fantastic. That sounds great. Um, yeah, give it an assist die. It's uh, 1D. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we're doing roughly the same thing that we did before, right? So I feel like it's still a sway unless you want to come up with a different action. Um, I think my only, maybe the thing that I would want to try to pitch is uh, is burning a point of my scrounge, again, to find a safe place. Oh, to set off the explosive? Yeah, like where it will echo and maybe echo the wrong direction. Ooh, interesting. Uh, so yeah, I would say that's totally possible. Uh, yeah, so you spend um, usually that's meant for like finding a safe place for you to shelter. Yeah, <laughs> and if, if you're like, I want to find a building to hide in, that would totally work. But you're actually finding like, I want to find a, I want to scrounge up a cool location to uh, to set these explosives off. And what I would say is maybe we could make that greater effect. Okay, does that sound fair? Yeah. Okay. Even on like a four to five, I think you're going to draw their full attention. And on a one to three, you might draw some of their attention. And so with this, I use Sway. And with Blue Dancing assisting me, that gives me one die, mm-hmm. which means I have one die. <laughs> so what kind of uh, bargain do you have Ooh, for me? Ooh, devil's bargain. Um, you're going to have to set off a lot of these explosives in order to distract from the scream. And I think that what you're going to need to do is uh, set off so many explosives that the the reaction that you draw is going to be very large. The role is going to determine whether or not you uh, are discovered when you do the explosion. But uh, regardless, there are going to be undead all over the street. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think this is some urban warfare. Cool. Four. Okay, well, good news. You do it. Consequence. I think you do draw their attention, like we said. They're going to be on the streets, like we said. And I think that you are. you don't get away in time. So yeah. you're in a similar situation to your sniper. Now, the sniper, uh, you hear a bunch of explosions go off. You can even see where they're going off. And then all of the undead that were around your building move that way. <laughs> so you're free you're for, a, for a bit uh, as you see them come from the, uh, both sides, essentially. And that was the problem is the, the consequences. 
they're actually coming from both sides now. And so there's really nowhere except the building you're in to be. Now, you haven't been discovered, but uh, they know something is up. There's explosions going off. There's clearly somebody here. So they're searching for you. Also, th- like as the explosions go off, there's a scream <laughs> in the background. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, uh, Sniper, uh, what do you do when they move away? Uh, I think I want to follow them again on the rooftops and see where they're converging. Excellent. You follow right along them, jumping from building to building, and you see uh, trapped in another building now, uh, perhaps with a boarded up door, are uh, your companions, gray shifting and uh, blue dancing, actually, uh, of all people. This doesn't seem like it's going as well for them as it is for me. (laughs) I think I want to wait until the, uh, the undead, the burned, are like at the gates. Whatever building they're at, you know, if it's got like a boarded door, at least a closed door, if the burned get to that building and they start trying to like put hands on it, like they're trying to get in, then I'm going to shoot one of them. I actually don't think they do. They're milling about, but they don't know which building. And so it seems like they're like a little bit at a loss for direction. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you've, then, you're ready to draw. Yeah, I am. I am just waiting to fire a shot on one of them. If it seems like they either figure out which building gray shifting and blue dancing are in, or if they readdress their attention back towards the building that the resistance is in. Excellent. Can you give me a scout roll? I can sure try. Hey, six. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, down in the throng, uh, there there is um, a burned. And you see her briefly because it was a burned. Now it is a shadow witch. And then they disappear into the crowd and you see you're watching as she as she appears moving through the crowd. So you're kind of tracking her as she goes. Oh, if I actually have eyes on her and can maintain eyes on her, I'm going to hit her with a black shot. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Let's see. So I've got two shoot. And I want some more. <laughs> um, what sort of devil's bargain could I get? She could figure out where you are. Oh, I'll absolutely take that. Okay. And can anybody help? <laughs> I don't I, think there's any way. Yeah, we're trapped in this building. Yeah. Yeah. I'm performing surgery. Well, that's a generous definition. <laughs> <laughs> DIY surgery. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Five. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like it was in a control position. So I think you're going to shoot this uh, Shadow Witch. It is with black shot, so you have greater effect. Uh, you have surprise, etc. So you will have just killed this this uh, shadow witch. Now the only problem with that, <laughs> this is the one issue that you're gonna quickly find out, is you shoot this shadow witch. You you see her go up in uh, green fire, and this arc of electricity flies out of its body. And then hits another burned, like just like, like lightning. And that burned becomes the shadow witch. And the creature that you shot is the burned. Uh, you've never seen anything like this, but I will tell you as so that you don't feel weird about this. Uh, the broken get powers just like the chosen. <laughs> and one of the abilities that this particular broken has is that her shadow witch have the ability to leap from body to body using lightning. I'm just like scratching my head with the barrel of the gun going... Well, hell. <laughs> uh, and, and that's when, like, just the head on that Shadow Witch turns to look at you. <laughs> like, well, you, hell. You can, you can hear the sound of, like, something snapping as she looks and, like, snarls. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, she, she knows where you are. Back to the medic. 
You've patched this guy up. He's passed out. Uh, you guys are ready to move. The undead are away from your location. What do you do? Uh, so I'm getting the one patient uh, uh, around the one of the other rookie shoulders, and actually two of the other rookie shoulders. They're going to be responsible for him. Uh, I'm going to make sure that his bandage is nice and tight and that he's not going to lose any blood on the way out. And then I'm going to... Uh, is there a back door to this place? Sure. Awesome. I'm going to get us ready to go out the back door and hopefully uh, skirt around everything. So then that way we can get towards uh, our horses. Excellent. So it sounds like you want to maneuver. Yes. Uh, so that seems like you're a scale one group. It's like six to ten people, maybe maybe slightly more than one one scale. And you're trying to maneuver. Are you trying to do it stealthily or just quickly? I want to do it stealthily. Okay. <laughs> then uh, it seems like you might want to use a scout action. I have that as well, yeah. So, yeah, I could do that. I only have one dice for that, though. Do you want more dice? I do want more dice. I have a great devil's bargain for you. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The guy that you operated on is going to blame you for losing his leg. I can live with that. (laughs) Okay. Better to lose one leg than one's life. If you were a better doctor, I wouldn't have had to lose a leg. (laughs) If you were a better resistance fighter, you wouldn't have been caught. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to roll this now. (laughs) Yeah, please do. I got a four. Uh, So you do it, uh, but there's a consequence. And I think the consequence is actually going to be limited effect. So you get halfway to the horses and something happens. Um, It turns out there's another shadow witch and more burned coming to the city because they heard the sound of the explosives. And so in between you and your horses is this whole other group. Oh, wonderful. Oh, no. Back to the city. Treed, basically. What are you guys doing? Um, When I have heard his shot pop yeah. off, I kind of want to gauge that direction and go the opposite direction in this building to try to find a window, a door, anything, yeah. and uh, pop off some more of those explosions by like tossing them across that street, whatever it is that I see. You're going to try and draw the Shadow Witch's attention? Yeah. Um. Just make more going on in as many different directions as possible so that hopefully not just whatever was shot is looking towards the shot, but all of the other things milling around are maybe not all pointed at that direction. That's fair. Uh, Yeah. So I feel like you could get away with like a wreck here uh, or a sway, just depending on what you want to do. Could I sell you on a scout or a maneuver to like time it by looking out a window to where I can maybe toss something, you know, in between stuff? as they turn around and aren't looking straight at me. Sure. Yeah, I think you could do that. Go ahead. Uh, Scout sounds like the most likely. I feel like the consequence of using Scout, though, is that it's a little riskier. Sure. No, that's fair. Yeah. Cool. I'm just going to try this with the one and we're going to see what happens here. (laughs) Uh Two. Oh. So uh, it doesn't go as planned. Uh, Perhaps uh, fair because of the rookie uh, not really having used these Really, the, the the idea was given to you by someone else. It's still new to you. Uh, and I think that you get the timing of the fuse off just a little bit. And so you drop the noisemaker, and then it doesn't go off. And then you look to see what what's going on. And then it explodes. And there's like three undead that come out from the sides at that time. And they they, they catch your eye. Like you like, oh. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you, you're you going to get some attention. 
<laughs> it's not actually enough undead that it will distract them from the, the sniper, uh, but it is enough undead to yeah. pay attention to you. Good. <laughs> oh, gray shifting. They saw me. So having heard the shot, you know, we established in our first mission that, that Blackfire has a specific shot or a specific sound. Yeah, yeah. It has like so a having sound. heard that sound and then hearing that huge crack of lightning and, you know, whatever that effect was of the witch jumping, sure. like it's clear that he tried to kill it and then it didn't die. Yeah, it's laughing at him. With my sixth sense, I can gather info on the undead. Yeah. Can I figure out, like, what is the deal with this? How do we actually stop it? Uh, you can... Uh, do you have research? I do. Research would be the best way to do this. Okay. Uh, but you could use your resolve power to uh, determine which one of them is the Shadow Witch. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to uh, roll the research first. Yeah. It's just controlled, so... Uh, five. Five. Okay, I think you get um, decent information. So I think what you're going to figure out is it's electrical. So the best thing you can think of is if you can ground it, then she wouldn't maybe necessarily be able to jump. But that's going to require like a giant rod of iron or some other metal bit that goes through the creature in, in question, pinning it to the ground. That's like you're, you're conceiving in your mind of like, what, how, how would I do that? And you're like, I don't know, yeah. maybe like a lead javelin, uh, something like that. What about an old metal spear from a family of Panyar that have a spear that they've passed down? As their family weapon, because I have a spear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it like all metal then? The spearhead, of course, and like that, you know, what the wood actually goes into, like it being the overly long kind of metal guard um, that the uh, haft goes into, um, so that like a solid third of this thing is metal. Yeah. You could even do like sort of a flashback here and be like, it's a metal core. Like, that could be a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. So you have a metal rod that you could jam into a Shadow Witch if you found it. Okay. So I think that, you know, seeing these pieces around me, you know, seeing uh, that he has this metal spear, seeing uh, the sniper up on the roof, and knowing that that witch is down in the group somewhere, I'm going to try to lean out and yep. get eyes on it. Uh, so give me your resolve roll, uh, because you're going to okay. use your mystic senses this is a, my, this is yeah, a weird thing that only some scouts ever really develop six wow you're gonna figure it out very quickly uh and then we're gonna cut to the sniper so um sniper so there's you're on a roof there's a bunch of undead uh there, there are undead now coming up to your building and they're starting to climb on the building uh but remember how I said it was overcast? Mm -hmm. That overcast begins to like turn green and it's almost like uh, like you can feel the storm weather pick up. And there's this overwhelming sense of like dread in your bones. And what I'm saying here is that uh, you are having supernatural forces work upon you from this shadow witch who is attempting to deal with you. So I guess my question is, is there any particular reason why she w wouldn't be able to ensorcel you or hex you in some way? Does my uh, alchemical eye that lets me identify supernatural forces help at all? That yes. I can tell that this is some kind of sorcery? Absolutely. You can see the magical energies coming towards you. Great use of the ability. 
yeah. <laughs> so what do you do to avoid this, like, you feel this wave and you see it emerging from the throng of burned. You can actually see her, like, even though she's cloaked in shadow. Uh, she points one sort of bony finger at you and there's this just this black kind of uh, wave that comes from her finger towards you. No one else who would be looking at the scene can see that because that's like your alchemical eye is giving you that. Uh, what what do you do when you see that coming towards you? I, yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying to decide. So the burned, are the burned like to the roof? Are they like coming up at me right now as she does this or are they a second behind? It's going to take them a moment. Okay. Uh, then I think I want to just basically, I mean, I know she jumped once, but I don't know she's, you know, she's focused on me right now. I think I want to catch her off guard. If she doesn't think I should be able to see that, I want to raise a gun and whatever that energy is that's coming at me, I just want to split it down the middle with a bullet right to her. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Are you firing black shot? Yes, I think I am. When I see him across on the roof raising this gun, can I punch the rookie in the arm to throw the spear? I think that's totally plausible. Yeah. I mean, you want the rookie to throw the spear? Is that is that the plan? I mean, it's it's his family spear. I assume he knows how to use it. Excellent. Do you know how to use it? I skirmish good. You want to call this a skirmish? You javelin them with this? I think so. Yeah. I okay. mean, in my mind, if if I'm getting the signal, my idea is to literally ground her okay. by throwing the spear through her torso to pin her into the ground. Excellent. Let's make it a risky roll, but let's understand what risky means here is they get into the building, they start to they come up to you, you have to deal with them. Um, and I would love to aid him yeah. based off knowing how the sniper fights and like just being familiar with his style. And so it's, again, another one of those, no, not yet. Okay, now. Yeah, uh, and you're you're the only one who actually can see the Shadow Witch is another part. Because like, yeah. well, you're not the only one. You oh, can't right, see right. her, but you sense where she is. The sniper yeah. can see her. The rookie is throwing blind. Like, good luck. Fortunately, you have someone who can tell you throw right there. Uh, so spend a stress. That's an assist die. Okay. Okay. Um, hell, can I even ask for a devil's bargain to just see how spot on I can get this? Yeah, I think that this might corrupt the the family weapon. Oh, it's to save lives, though. I I want to save lives over hang on to an heirloom, <laughs> uh, so I, I am willing to do it. Sounds good. Here we go. Six. That does it. So I think what happens is you hit her square on with this javelin. Like you didn't even see what you were throwing at, but you're just like, I trust, <laughs> I trust the the scout to tell me where to throw this. You throw it true. It hits her, it hits her, and it pins her to the ground. And there's this giant arc of lightning that emerges. And for a hot second, the sniper has the perfect shot. Uh, sniper, you're going to need to make the shot, though. She's pinned to the ground, so she can't jump from this body. This is the moment. Uh, okay, I am going to push myself. Good choice. Yeah, I think that's all I can You can get can plus one die. I would, I would say that the rookie can give you plus one die for having pinned it to the ground. <laughs> so if you're willing to spend the stress for that. I certainly am. Okay. Please, one of these four be good. Four. Okay, good enough. Uh, so I think the consequence is that the rest of the burned do get up to the top where you're at. And now you're dealing with burned. <laughs> and this is, of course, at the same time that the burned come in through the building. So, like, yeah. it's bad news, but you kill the Shadow Witch. And at the point that the Shadow Witch dies, the rest of the burned become sort of feral and they don't really know what to do. They're undirected. And so only the ones that are closest to you are actually threats. Cut back to the medic. 
who is in a field, what do you do? Um, I assume I'm getting the, uh, the rest of the way to the horses, but you said there was a bunch of burned and another witch. Yeah. Do you just circumnavigate them? Like that's totally an option. Yeah. That'd be great if I could. And then that way I can get these, uh, these rookies and the, uh, and the resistance fighters out of here. And then I can come back to deal with getting my friends out of here. Excellent. Go ahead and do that. Uh, it's a, a maneuver or scout. Uh, probably scout's probably a little better. I only have one, so I'm going to um, I'm going to push. I'm going to push these guys. I'm going to get them to get going, get their butts moving. Got to get out of here, guys. Uh, four. Okay. Uh, you're going to do it. I think it's going to just take you a little while. Is the consequence that we're going to do on that, and you'll circle back like a day late. He's taking a wide circle. But you, you get away, uh, but you're now out of whatever else is going on in town. Back to town. I think you just have some zombies to clear out and then get out of Dodge. Yeah. Is this like a group skirmish? Uh, yeah. I think that's the, the best way to do this. Uh, I Even just to be clear here, too, I, I'm going like almost feral myself. I think I'm pushing here just to... What are you fighting with? Oh... That's a good question. I have a shield. Okay. You could just, I just be like absolutely. giving up the armor for it and be shield bashing? Totally. Nice. Four. Okay. Five. Three. Okay. So uh, who's leading the action? I feel like I was on that yeah. just to go brute strength. One stress. And I think what we're going to do is you suffer level two harm. So the, um, the three of you all independently get bruised, cut, scratched sliced gnawed on a little bit you're also going to take two corruption because they're corrupting influences uh but you manage to cut your way through and get out of town well thank you so much for taking the time to teach us this game john this is a blast like is i love the thought of playing this again and you know somewhere down the road we encounter some undead who is now wielding the corrupted weapon that we left behind and (laughs) just all the ways that the story can fold back into itself with these missions yeah this dice system is one of my favorite things in games where you don't you add to a pool of dice like, that's one of my favorite things where it's like, not, okay, you roll and you add this number. It's okay, you roll this number of dice and see what you get. I love that. Well, thank you, everybody, once again for joining us here on The Crit Show as we play through Band of Blades. If you liked what you heard here, you can find us at thecritshowpodcast.com, and you can find out more about Band of Blades at evilhat.com. The Legion is in retreat following a failed battle against the armies of the undead. You are a member of the Legion, your bonds to one another forged in the dark by bone and blood. Do you have what it takes to outwit, outrun, and outlast the endless hordes of the undead? Or will your Band of Blades break beneath a Cinder King's iron fist? Band of Blades by Strasha Chimovich and John LaBeouf Little is available at evilhat.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Beyond the Dark. Sub-level 19 was nothing like the other floors of Machinko. There were no alabaster workbenches, no spotless white carpets. Here, it was dank, dark, and that noise... 
humming, throbbing sound like a sickly heartbeat hiding behind the whir of a great machine. A large metal cage loomed out of the darkness, backlit by an iridescent blue monitor, on which a cursor blinked idly. A metal panel slid out of an aperture in the cage near the monitor, and suddenly the cursor came to life. It read, Insert hand here. Beyond the Dark, a sci-fi anthology by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Find it at beyondthedarkpodcast.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts.